Hey friends, and welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am Wren, and I am super glad that you have joined me today. Each Friday, I get to chat with a friend who has a story to tell, a dream she's pursuing, or a passion to share with you. If this is your first time listening, or if you've been here for a while, thanks for tuning in today. This is episode 55, and my guest is Rosalind Martin. Ros and I talk a lot about infertility, going and walking through IVF two different times, hearing how God gave the call on her life to adopt. And then when she and her husband got the surprise shocker of their life, you are going to want to tune into this. It is a wonderful story, but I love how in the episode, she talks about trusting God with your whole heart, not just a little bit of it, but your whole heart. I loved this conversation. You are going to be encouraged by hearing Roz's story, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Here's my conversation with Rosalind. Okay. Welcome to the podcast, Rosalind. Hey, Ryan, how are you? Good. Thanks for coming today. I'm so excited to be here. I have been wanting to chat with you for a while. I think the first time I heard about you was when you won the book giveaway for Same Your Sister yes. Friend. And I was like, oh, I don't know Rosalind. How do I know? And everybody asked. They were like, yeah, we know Rosalind. I'm like, what? Why don't I know her? I need to know her. So thanks for coming. No problem. I'm glad to be here. I love your story. I love the fact that... Um, even though y'all were y'all were walking this faith journey and I love how God just totally did what he wanted to do in your story. Absolutely. And I love that y'all obeyed and y'all mm-hmm. followed him. So I'm I just got chills. I'm just so excited about it and I'm excited to share your story today. Okay, well thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your family and kind of what you do, how long you've been married, and your kids. All right. Well, um, as Ren said, I'm Roslyn. Um, most people may know me by Roz, but um, I am married to Julian. We met in college. Uh, we've been together over 20 years and been married about, well, right at 18 years. Okay. Um, we have two sons. Um, their ages are eight and seven. Okay. And um, I've been in Memphis all of my life. I haven't really okay. been outside of Memphis. I went to school here, graduated from college here, and Memphis is my home. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. I just kind of stayed here. I went to University of Memphis. Okay, me too. College, yeah, and then married Jim and all that. So, um, and I love, do you ever, when you see your boys, or when people see you out and they see your boys that are eight and seven, do they ever ask, are they twins? Oh my goodness. If I could count on my hands how many times <laughs> I'm asked that, um, especially during the stroller days. Oh yeah. Um, the side by side stroller, the the yes. other stroller that's front and back, you know, we have oh. a plethora of strollers because <laughs> my boys are so close in age and, you know, we'll talk about that a little more, bit more later, but yeah. you know, if I could get a dollar for every time <laughs> I've heard that over the last eight years, I would probably at least have a couple yeah. thousand dollars. <laughs> I was going to say, for sure. Because I was not sure at first. So uh-huh. I was like, wow, they um, look like twins. Mm-hmm. Okay, so take us back. So you met Julian in college. Yes. And um, so you're kind of college sweetheart. Oh, yes, we were. And then you get married. Mm-hmm. And how soon into your relationship, your marriage relationship, did you start wanting to have kids? Okay. Well, we uh, were married. I was 22 and Julian was 25. Both of our parents were married um, in their 
late teens mm-hmm. or 19 or 20-ish. Yeah. So we were going to wait at least four or five years before we had children because uh, our parents had children at 20. We just wanted to do a little bit more. Uh, we both went uh, back to graduate school. We wanted oh, to wow. get our master's degree, okay. so both of us have master's degrees. Okay. Um also, we wanted to travel some, so yeah. we got to do a lot of fun trips just awesome. here and there, and we just just wanted to enjoy each other yeah. uh, and, you know, the married life that we had. That's so, awesome. So from there, we really didn't start trying almost to our mid to late, well, my mid to late 30s. Okay. So um, we had been married about five years, so that yeah. would put me right about 27. Okay. And still, I felt like I was relatively young. Yeah, so, oh, um, sure. You know, I didn't think that there would be any trouble having children. So um, we waited for about a year, Mm -hmm. and then the uh, OBGYN just said, well, if you like, you know, it's no rush. You can, you know, just go ahead and talk with the fertility specialist about, Mm -hmm. see what's going on. So we went ahead and made an appointment, and, um, of course, there were so so many testing and lots of appointments and things. So um, that uh, took a lot of time. Oh, yeah, and it's expensive, too, because yes. insurance does not pay for it. Insurance, Mine didn't. No, ours didn't either. So, you mm-hmm. know, and we were, you know, we didn't have children, so yeah. money wasn't just too bad, but, right. you know, but it's, at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, my, wow, every time we go, we'd have to pay. And then even one time, the doctor said, well, don't worry about this visit, you know, oh, because he was just that's that sweet. kind. Yes. Yeah, and it gets expensive. I mean, I think yes. one office visit was like $300 yes. or something every time you go yes. and then procedures and all that. Okay, yes. so you go and you do all the testing, and what did they find? Well, my husband is an engineer in his profession. Mm-hmm. So at the current time, he was working in um, microwave industry. Oh. So there were a lot of radioactive type things that was going on. So okay. our doctor said, well, you know, well, maybe that's what was causing his oh. uh, sperm to be irregular. Interesting. So um, that was the first thought. So wow. our first choice, you know, there's different levels of treatment. Uh-huh. So uh, the doctor just recommended, you know, I think IVF would be your best bet. He didn't really? He didn't go to any of the lower types of really? treatment. He just that went was, straight to that. Which was very expensive compared to Ooh, the doctor, yeah. doctor's visits. So, oh, yeah. Um, so that was our first choice. Actually, um, my nephew uh, was just born through IVF. <gasps> so, you know, I didn't feel as nervous and scared about it because right. there was a positive aspect of it beforehand. Right. So right. we said, well, you know, we can figure out, you know, the payment plan or whatever. Yeah. And so we decided to go with IVF. Okay, and so when you decide to do that, mm-hmm. was there any were there any naysayers around you? Well, honestly, we just didn't tell a lot of people because mm-hmm. during that time, um, infertility just was kind of a hush thing. You it know? was. Um, I found some online forums, but mm-hmm. they were people not that I knew personally. Right. So, me too. Um, you know, it just wasn't anything you could just call and say, hey, you know, what's this that, you know, right. other than my family, which, you know, they told us some things, but you just yeah. didn't want to seem like you were prying too much. Right, right. So, gotcha. Um, so you decide to do IVF. Yes. And so do y'all just jump right into it? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. We did it pretty quickly because, That's great. you know, we're uh, just, okay, if this is what you say we need to do, we'll just go yeah. on with it. So we went through that, and some of the details are a little fuzzy because oh, it was just, it was... A stressful situation. Uh-huh. So, you know, we did the things. My husband had to give me shots in my mm. rear end. Uh. And that was difficult, you know. Uh. <laughs> so, um, just things. But it did 
cause us to come closer as a couple. Mm. But at the same time, it was very stressful, you know. Yeah. And so, and y'all are both working. What was your master? His master's was in engineering. What was your master's uh, in? Um, it, higher education. Okay. So I worked okay. um, with college students for most of my beginning career. Okay. And so. Um, so basically, you know, it was... I mean, you had to be at work every day. Oh, yes. You're teaching. Yes. You're doing, you yes. know, you're doing... Yeah, so I worked full-time. Yeah. He worked full-time, and we just, you know... Just make it work. Made it work. So. Yeah. Okay, so shots every day, you're doing that. Um, how did you feel, I guess maybe, let me think back a little mm-hmm. bit, before you decided to do IVF, how long was it that y'all were trying that not many people knew that you were trying to have a Just baby? Just a little bit over a year. Okay, okay. A couple years. So how did that feel when every month you're like, oh, it didn't yeah. happen, oh, again, yes. again, again? How did right. you deal with that? Well, we're pretty optimistic. So we weren't mm-hmm. just down on ourselves mm-hmm. as much as we felt um, after the IVF cycle. Mm-hmm. Because we felt like, okay, this is what the doctor said do. We're following the plans. Right. And we had a previous family experience. It worked. So we just knew that yeah. this was going to Yeah, it was going to work. Mm-hmm. And so you did mm-hmm. IVF. Mm-hmm. You um, are now in the two-week wait that we yes. call the two-week wait. Yes. Two WW. Everybody uh-huh. like, what does that mean? It's the two-week wait. Yes, it's the- between conception, hopefully conception, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when you can do the, the blood test or right. do the pregnancy test. Right. So how are you feeling during that time? Well, I started to feel a little different, so mm-hmm. I was saying, well, maybe since I feel mm-hmm. different, you yeah. know, um, that, you know, would have a positive pregnancy test. So yeah. um, we had to go early one morning to get mm-hmm. the blood work, and then mm-hmm. they would wait to call you that afternoon. And okay. so when they called, they said, you're pregnant. Oh. So I was like, yay, I knew it was going to work, you know. Yeah, totally. it was in, It was encouraging. So right. I was like, oh, okay, we've gotten over that hurdle. Pretty much that was our next step. So after the two-week wait, um, like I said, I f- started to feel different, so I, mm-hmm. I knew that I was pregnant after they called. And then from like two weeks to eight weeks, mm-hmm. um, I was still seeing the, the fertility specialist okay. because they weren't ready to release me back to my regular yes. OBGYN. Okay. So right about seven weeks or so, mm-hmm. I remember being at work, and we were preparing for a big, probably new student orientation or mm-hmm. something to deal with the students, and I just felt horrible. I mean, mm-hmm. I... Got, went to my office. I started throwing up. Mm. It was just, I was cramping really bad, and I had no idea what was going on. Really? And at that time, mm. I didn't realize it, but I was losing the baby. Mm. And so, um, you know, I didn't know what to do. And then the next, early the next week, maybe like Monday or Tuesday, I did have an appointment for an ultrasound. And I still didn't have any idea. I just thought maybe it was morning sickness. Yeah, sure. And then, so I remember going to the, the doctor and... Um, you know, we were doing an ultrasound, and the lady, the ultrasoundist, she was just very quiet. Mm. And I was like, you know, what's going on? Mm. I was by myself because I just went, like, on my work yeah. lunch break or just, it was far from my office, so I could just run over. I told my boss I'm going to run over yeah. to the doctor, and I hadn't really told anybody at work what was going on. Right. Um, and then I would be right back. They said, oh, fine. But yeah. after I had gone to the doctor and there was no heartbeat, mm. I could not go back to work. No. It was just... Mm-mm. Really, really not the news that I was expecting. So mm. a little bit, right around eight weeks, that's when we mm. had lost a baby. And what did you do first? Did you call Julian? How did y'all, how yes. did y'all grieve this? Yes, I called him on the phone, and I said, I, you know, I don't know what happened, but it's mm. not good. And mm. so um, being at, in the fertility um, 
as a fertility patient, you know, the, the doctor, when he, he did come in afterwards and he said, you know, all he could do is say, I'm so sorry, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, basically I had called Julian and just said, um, this is what happened. And I just remember coming home from work and it was just, just really quiet because mm-hmm. it's just, everything seemed to be going as, you know, it should have been going and then mm-hmm. to kind of just get to a dead end again. Mm-hmm. So it was a hard day. Mm-hmm. So, did anybody know you were doing, did any, a lot of people, you said a lot of people did not know you no, were doing just IVF. basically my parents knew, mm-hmm. um, and that's pretty much it. Do you yeah. think that was uh, helpful or more harmful to you at that um, point? I think it was, I think it was okay, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I, you know, I guess I felt, because my parents were strong believers, you know, as long as they were praying for us, yeah, or, you know, yeah. I didn't have to, I didn't feel like I needed just you know, the whole world, you yeah, know, yeah, but, absolutely. Um, but, um, you know, it was, I can look back now and see how, um, if I see a couple struggling with it now, how mm-hmm. I'm just upfront with them now say, mm-hmm. you know, I see you don't have kids, you know, that was us for so many years. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if there's anything, you know, I can pray for you about, or, you know, if you have any questions, just let me know. So, and I think community in that because it feel for me it felt so lonely. Yes. And like you said, with you and Julian, it's like y'all kind of bonded together. But then on the outside, it was just super lonely and mm-hmm. super just. Um, I just didn't know what to what to do, and mm-hmm. people don't know what to say, and it's just right. lonely. So for somebody like you now mm-hmm. to to reach mm-hmm. out to people, I know that's immeasurable to them. And I do remember that day my parents did come over to our house. You know, they didn't, they just said we're on our way, you know, mm-hmm. and they just just spent the evening with us. I mean, they didn't have to say much, but it was just, right, right. they were there for just us. Just to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's sweet. Okay, so you go through this miscarriage, mm-hmm. um, and then what was the do- doctor's recommendations okay. for the next thing? So we had done a, a fresh cycle mm-hmm. <laughs> of IVF, and so after you do the fresh cycle, they give you the opportunity to freeze embryos so Mm -hmm. we had maybe six or eight more embryos that we could do what they call a frozen uh, cycle and so we said hey you know if they've done all this then we can just continue so we did the second round which was frozen and um this time they said, well, you know, let's just implant about three embryos. Okay. So I was like, oh, my word. You know, if I, <laughs> if we have triplets, I don't know what we'll do. But, you know, the Lord will provide. Right, so right. we went through all the same shots and all that kind of good stuff. Oh. And um, this time I didn't feel different like I mm. felt the first time. But, you know, I was going to just remain optimistic because, you know, mm-hmm. you never know. Yeah. So, um so after the two week wait, this mm-hmm. time the the um, test was negative. So mm-hmm. it was heartbreaking, but you know we just said, well, we I, we know the Lord has a plan, so mm-hmm. we just have to wait and see. And we didn't do anything for a while, you yeah. know, because it was just, you know, it's just exhausting. Yes, isn't we it? just needed to wait, and so um, mm-hmm. we waited for a little while, and then at the beginning of the next year. And like I said, I can't remember all the specifics on the mm-hmm. how how many months it was because um, I'm getting a little old. Yeah, but yeah, but I would say it was at least six months if mm-hmm. I can guess well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the beginning of the year, um, after 
we had prayed about it. You know, the Lord was just really saying it's time to adopt. Now, we had mm-hmm. thought about adoption before, but we felt like, well, let's just have our own child first, mm-hmm. and then we would adopt, you know, mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. But that's not <laughs> what the Lord mm-hmm. had in, in store for us. And so. And let me go back. So when you had the two IVF cycles, mm-hmm. and you said you froze about six or eight, mm-hmm. so did you use all of those during those time? During no. that time? Mm-mm. Okay. So okay. they were stored. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to now this and your, um, your like adoption. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now wait. Yeah. <laughs> so how did, how did that kind of play out for you? Well, actually, um, a few years prior to our IVF, we had a little girl from our, my previous church mm-hmm. and her family, her mother was going through a hard time. So mm-hmm. this little girl, she was four years old and she lived with us for the school year. Okay. So when I worked at the college, she went to the the oh, child care center oh, there. Okay. So had kind of adopted or kind of mm. was involved like in foster care more yeah, or less. Yeah. But not through like the Department of Children's Services. Right, so right. we had gotten a taste of that and we mm. just, the Lord just really allowed us to love on her mm. and, and um, just, it was an example for us that we didn't know that we were going to be able to help us be more comfortable with adoption because usually for women it's a lot easier to Mm -hmm. say okay let me raise another child but Mm -hmm. for men sometimes it's a little harder for them Mm -hmm. to accept you know some things and you know we had a couple of fertility things going on I had some issues with you know ovulation and irregularity and things Mm -hmm. but then my husband you know he ended up having a surgery um, wow. That helped with the sperm production. So, mm. um, so y'all had a lot going on. Yes, yeah, I mean a whole lot physically, <laughs> I, emotionally, yeah. spiritually, all of it. Yes, a so. whole lot going on. So you're open to the idea of adoption. Yeah. So what would what did y'all do? What was your next step? Okay. So um, I had started researching agencies in mm-hmm. Memphis in the Memphis area. There are different agencies, but you know. So I just kind of did a chart about you know, pros and cons or yeah. what ages, you know, if it's newborn or if this agency starts with a certain age. So okay. um, we narrowed it down to a couple places, but then our final choice was life choices. Yeah. So um, we uh, love, absolutely love life choices and mm-hmm. actually was pretty close to where I worked. So oh, good. I had seen it passing okay. in my passing. So that mm-hmm. was a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so we um, signed up for their orientation mm-hmm. and got the notebook full of things that you have to fill out doctor Uh more doctor's visits uh Mm. physicals we had to do shots like for tb skin you know just a lot of okay um physicals a lot of yeah just detailed things that went into and i've heard that that they Mm. it's very um like you when you do your home study you'll Mm -hmm. probably tell us about this but Mm -hmm. they come into your house and they Mm -hmm. you know they just want this is to be the best place for you to raise um a child and so yeah they they kind of go detail Yeah, so it took us about two months to finish all the paperwork before they started the home study. Okay. Um, And then pretty much that's it, you know. And I read that you, or maybe I'm not right about this, but as as soon as you signed the paperwork and did it, it was only a month after. Correct. Mm -hmm. That's really fast, right? Yeah. So were you all just floored by that? (laughs) Pretty much, because, okay, we... 
started the paperwork in January. I do remember that for okay. sure. And then we were approved in March, and then okay. the baby was born in April. Wow. But to rewind it just a little bit, we had just moved and purchased a new home, like, in November. Okay. So we moved into a new home. Mm-hmm. But with no children, but then within oh yeah. within a few months, it was a it was a it was a busy place. <laughs> yes, it was a busy place. So. so a month. So you get the call, and then you have what four weeks, a month to prepare for this baby coming home. Okay, so we 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 were approved in March. Okay, he was born in April. But middle, you didn't know until April. Right. So in the middle of April, oh. he was born. Okay. Oh. But we didn't find out until like April the 10th that we were. Oh, my goodness. That we were chosen. Wow. And then um, by his family. And then oh. it was like, well, you know, he's his mother had threatened labor. So, okay. you know, I was thinking, well, it's, you know, 2010. I'm sure yeah. she won't have a, yeah. ba- a baby that soon. And yeah. then so that was on the Friday. And then he was born on a Tuesday. So that's oh when the agency called and said, you know, you've been chosen. And oh he goodness. was born today. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That's unbelievable. So, yes. So that kind of, wow. and I didn't, I've shared, you know, on other um, places, but, you know, I missed the call from the adoption agency because we were in a meeting for the college and oh. then I had to call back and all this was. Oh my <laughs> yes, goodness. So. This is unbelievable. Yes. Yeah, so okay. it was pretty rapid. <laughs> okay. So when you get to the hospital and you are, do you get to hold him? Um, not the first day. Okay. Um he was born like on a Tuesday. We didn't meet him to the second day. Okay. And then like I said, he was in the NICU because he was born That's at right. one pound and nine ounces. So oh, he's yeah. I didn't realize he was a preemie. Yeah, he was a preemie. <gasps> yes. So he was born and very tiny oh. and um very sick. He was mm. in the they have different levels in the NICU and he was in the position for the sickest baby oh. in there. So he was there a few weeks. Uh oh, in that goodness. one station that was close by so everybody could check on him when he uh, when they came by so okay so now y'all are in the NICU and so do you know how long he's going to be in there did they give you kind of an estimate no idea the only thing that we were told is usually they stay um close to their uh original uh birth day or day of of, okay um when he was his yes. due date yeah due date that's (gasps) I couldn't think of that yeah near the due date okay and when was that um, he was born in April. It wasn't until July. Oh, mm. so he was, yeah, so he, he was came 26 early. Weeks. 26 weeks. Okay. So 13 weeks. So ago. did he get out in July? He got out a little bit before. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, but. And I want to take you back to that moment when you're in the hospital, and then there was a surprise in yes. the hospital. Tell yes. me about that. So he had been there a few weeks. Okay. And, and what's um, his name? Oh, Josh will share his name. Okay. 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 Um, yes, we were there, and. Um, we had just gotten back from our 10-year anniversary trip. Mm. So um, I noticed on the airplane, you know, when you get a soda, uh-huh. they give you about a third of a, a cup, right? right? Not much, not the whole right, cup. Right, right, right. So just imagine you're on a flight from Florida mm-hmm. and or Miami, you know, the furthest part of yeah, Florida. Yeah, yeah. And we're like... If it was four seats, we were in the two middle seats. Okay. And so I had to use the restroom four times. <gasps> and so I leaned over to my husband. I said, do you think I'm getting on their nerves? Because I'm having <laughs> to say, excuse me, <laughs> I'm on a nonstop flight, but I need to go to the bathroom. And I had to go four, four times. times. In like a two and a half hour flight. <laughs> yes. Oh, my word. So I was like, what's Ooh. up with that? Yeah. So, uh-uh. so 
that should have been an inkling, but I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And so a few weeks after um, we, you know, we were uh, visiting Joshua in the hospital, Mm. um, I don't know, I just took a test at home and it was positive and I was like I don't believe this and so of course when you buy when you go through fertility you don't just uh, buy one pregnancy uh, nope, nope. <laughs> you buy like a six pack or a three pack or whatever packs they come in yes. you buy multiples and so and you go to the dollar store and get a bunch about yes. 20 of them because yes. you're like they're just a dollar yes. and then your husband doesn't trust those yes. that's yes. what mine did he didn't trust like go get that digital go get the nice ones yes. from Walgreens so so you took ta- a test when yes. you were home and yes. why just because you just had a feeling yes mm-hmm. and so of course after it was about three tests we said yeah we it can't be that incorrect so that's when we you know made an appointment for the regular OBGYN. So you knew you were pregnant. Yes. So you have a baby that you have adopted. And, okay, mm-hmm. in Tennessee, is it 24? No, it's 10 days, isn't it, that the mom can have to decide to give her away her rights or not? Yeah, yes. It, I can't remember the exact days, but okay. we were already past those days. Okay, so, so it you was, were past yeah, it, we and you had already done that, and mm-hmm. then you knew he was still in the NICU, though, right. at this point. Mm-hmm. And then you come up, and you're thinking, and you're pregnant. Yes. And so it's just unbelievable. I mean, it was just, I don't know how to put it into words, but it was just an answered prayer. And it was just like, okay, Lord, if this is how you decided to do it, but this this was not in our plan, but that lets you know how the Lord works his plan and how mm-hmm. he wants to use your story as a testimony to others. Because, you know, growing up, you know, I grew up in the church, you know, i wasn't perfect, but I, you know, just tried to walk with the Lord. So yeah. everything, you know how people feel like they have a boring testimony mm. or just just straight and narrow. And I don't yeah. want to, I'm not using that lightly, but I'm just yeah. saying you just, you don't have, well, I've been on addicted to drugs and, you know, you just don't have that. And I, right. and not that I'm saying, Lord, thank you for this for, in my mm. testimony. But now when you look back at it, you, you just see that's how the mm. Lord wanted your story to be. So... Mm. And through all of that, mm-hmm. with um, with your infertility and mm-hmm. the miscarriage, and then through IVF, mm-hmm. and then now being able to adopt the sweet baby boy, mm-hmm. and then finding out that you're going to have a baby boy biologically. Mm-hmm. I mean, how how did you walk through that? Was there a a great lesson that God taught you that you just clung to, or a scripture, or a song that you just you just were clinging to through all this. Yes. Um, and just to go back a little bit, when I we did find out we were pregnant, we were so afraid that they were going to... We, we didn't know, and we weren't sure if mm. it was going to be a problem where we had to remove our placement. Mm. So, um, you know, we waited a little while mm-hmm. because we wanted to make sure that we didn't miscarry. So, yeah, absolutely. So we waited a few weeks, but, you know, we were reassured because some agencies will, oh, they have they a will. rule. Yes, oh. but thankful for life choices. You know, they love, mm-hmm. love babies. And they were like, oh, no, we would never do that. Okay. And so. Um, and y'all were, had never changed your mind. I mean, you knew no, God had called no, you to this. No, so you were. Right. Yes. Exactly. We knew that it was That's all awesome. in the Lord's hands. You know. There's a familiar scripture, just trusting in the Lord. I mean, that is so simple, but mm. it's so hard, it you know. Is, it and, is. and we just trusted in the Lord with all of our heart, you know, mm. not just some of it, but all of our heart. And mm. that was just, uh, like I said, it's a familiar scripture, but, you know, sometimes those familiar scriptures can be mm. um, something that's near and dear to your heart. Yeah. And, you know, we just, like I said, it made us to grow closer together yeah. as a couple. And, um, 
I mean, it's just amazing to see how the Lord worked in our lives mm. through, um, you know, some detours, you know. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, and, you know, I love, um, you've posted on Missional Motherhood blog yes. a few times, and I've loved reading those. And you said, I love how you said, mm-hmm. our story has been an opportunity to share countless times about how the Lord worked miracles mm-hmm. in the midst of a malfunction, yes. in your quotes, in our lives. Mm-hmm. How have you been able to do that? Um, like I said, we have gone out a lot in strollers. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, that was uh, the million dollar question. You know, are they twins? And, you know, we just said, you know, our life hasn't been easy when it came when it came to conception for our boys and we know it was the Lord's power that worked through that. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just use it as, you know, you know, it wasn't an easy walk, but our faith in the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. is what, you know, kept us through that. So, you know, it was you know, I had friends that, you know, had two or three children by the time they were thirty, you know. Uh-huh, and so uh-huh. I was wondering, you know, why was this happening to us? But it's just, you know, it's all for God's glory, you mm-hmm. know, and and uh, you know, sometimes we have to go through a little suffering, you know, yeah. to for him to get, you know, the glory. So mm-hmm. um, and what a testimony that mm-hmm. you can that people, even strangers, can mm-hmm. see you and know that you know, you have an awesome, mm-hmm. awesome story. Right. So that's what it is. Most of the time we were just in the strollers and, mm-hmm. you know, are they twins? No. But, you know, we, you know, the Lord has answered a, a deep, you know, a, a sincere prayer that we mm. had to bless our family. So that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, okay. So now they are eight and seven. Yes. So how has it been raising two boys very close in age. Oh, it's so sweet. Even mm-hmm. though they can be boys, <laughs> it yeah. is so sweet to see the relationship that they have. Mm. Um, my husband and I both, um, we have siblings, but like mm. my brother is six years older than me. Okay. So we're close, but yeah. not like really cl- you know, sure. close. Close um, in age. You're close not close in age. In age. Yes. Yeah. And then my husband, he has two older brothers, okay. two older sisters that are really close, and oh. then it's just him. Okay. And so we neither one of us had mm. that one year sibling yeah. connection. So <gasps> we just love to see having a built-in mm. best friend. You know, people are like, "You want to go on a play date?" And I was like, oh, "We'll go," but I mean, we have a built-in play date. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> you have play dates at home. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, oh, so it is so sweet to see how that they is just neat. just is. I mean, it's like having a twin. You yeah, know, just someone really. That, They're so close in age. Yeah, and so they. Um, I, love I mean, it. they share a room. They don't have to, but they, you know, they share that. a room. My youngest son, younger son, he, I mean, after his brother goes to sleep, he crawls in the bed with him because. <laughs> How sweet that! Yes, because his older brother doesn't want him in the bed with uh-huh. him all the time because he kind of moves yeah. and twists and turns. Oh. But, <laughs> but they are just that's sweet best buddies. That's just the to best. See. To see, and some people like we have friends that have just one child. And they're uh-huh. like, you know, will it be mm-hmm. hard to just from one to two? And we're like, you know, at their age now, uh-huh. they play with each other, and they're not always uh-huh. in our face. Not that we don't want them in our <laughs> face, but they're not. You know, they play yeah. with each other. You know, absolutely. And really, I think summertime for me because mm-hmm. I do have an only child, and it is I'm the other playmate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I would be like, okay, you need to go in your room and play now. Yeah. But it is, it's yes. true. They yes. love playing with each other yes. as, as siblings. Yes. So that's awesome. So that's that's a that's our biggest thing. We just love to see mm. how they just cuddle up and mm. just so sweet. Yes. Now they do fight, you oh, know, yeah. but I'm you know, sure. we have to just remind them, you know, you only have one brother and yeah. you know, you better love them, you know. Yeah. When we're gone, it's just going to be y'all uh-huh. and stuff like that. That's so. right. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me ask you this. Um, okay. Do y'all have an open adoption with 
Joshua's birth mom. We well, all all adoptions at Life Choices are open. Okay. However, ours is a little different. Okay. Um, we um, didn't meet his family or anything okay. like that. So, okay. and that's what she they, wanted. They to wanted. Do. Okay. Yes, so. Okay. And you just do it really for what the birth mom wants. Yes. Is that how you mm-hmm. kind of? I, I think I've learned yes. that. But what we do, we do send a. A monthly, not a monthly, a yearly, a yearly. update okay. around his birthday, and okay. I list his likes. We send tons oh, of pictures and things like awesome. that. So at any time, you know, if she'd like to go see it, she, you know, okay. and okay. we, you know, definitely pray for her because, mm-hmm. you know, I know it was a, a an unselfish thing for her mm-hmm. to do, but Absolutely. it is really blessed. You know, it's blessed our family, and yes. you know, it's just an unselfish act. You mm-hmm. know, to go on knowing that you won't raise the baby. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I've talked to friends that Mm -hmm. have gone through that, and Mm -hmm. it's just, it's not, it's supernatural. Mm -hmm. It has to be because it's just not Mm -hmm. a natural thing. But how unselfish and Mm -hmm. what a a story Mm -hmm. that your boys Mm -hmm. and Joshua will have Mm -hmm. um, one day. Do you talk to him about being adopted? Mm -hmm. Yes, we talk to him because he's seen pictures with me pregnant with James, but not himself. Okay, okay. And so he kind of refers to everything to, back to the hospital a little bit, but, mm. you know, we just let him know that, you know, mm. the Lord made him special. Yeah. He's a, a special boy, and, you know, That's he's awesome. a blessing to our family, and, yes. you know, so we, you know, let him know. That and his that life, you chose him. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, she chose y'all, mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. y'all got to choose yes. back. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That's yes. beautiful. He's a sweet boy. Okay, so is there anything else that you would tell a woman that is either going through infertility, walking through IVF, going through adoption, mm-hmm. what would you tell her? Um, if you're walking through um, infertility, um, there are other women out there mm-hmm. that have gone through the same thing. Don't feel like you're alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how you'll find other women, but, you know, just if you tell a trusted friend, she may know someone or, mm-hmm. you know, you can confide in people that um, may be able to make a connection mm-hmm. um, and you know just just know that the Lord has a plan for everybody it may not mm-hmm. it may be to have one child it may be to have eight children it may mm-hmm. be to have you know have two biological and two foster children you know we don't know how the right. Lord will use your life and we just have to live our lives um, surrender to the Lord mm-hmm. and um you know, nothing is going to be perfect, but, right. you know, just be encouraged and know that the Lord has you going through something. You know, it may not be easy, but it's going to help mm, someone else later. Mm, so That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that's why we have to be in His Word, and we've got to yes. be, like you said, the word surrender. Mm-hmm. Is that just surrender to what He mm-hmm. wants, and mm-hmm. that we walk through those steps and walk through and having faith over fear, Mm -hmm. which is what I pray for myself a lot Mm -hmm. of have faith over fear because Mm -hmm. we could get bogged down in that. Right. And not our will, but his will to be Mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing all that. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. So at the end, I have a little few fun questions. Um, It is friends of a feather. So I want to ask you, what do you do with your friends that you just love? Something that's life giving that you just look forward to? Um, well, I have friends in different walks of life, so mm-hmm. I don't necessarily hang with a group of ladies, but I uh-huh. may have a special friend here. Yeah. So I'm more of a one-on-one type That's friend. That's kind of me. Yeah. That's kind of me. So I like it. So we may go to dinner, or mm-hmm. we may um, just hang out at my house, or yeah. um, I don't know, just have different friends, you yeah. know, from different yeah. areas. But it's great. mainly just just at each other's houses or I'm not a movie person. I kind of go to sleep in the movies. So. I'm not either. You're the second person in like yeah. the past two weeks that have said they yeah. fall asleep in a movie. Yes. I love it. 
<laughs> I just don't like because then you don't get to talk. I'm yeah. like, I don't get to communicate with you. So, um, oh, that's so fun. Do, yeah, just Good. dinners and things like that. I like so, that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are you reading? Anything new that um, you've liked? Well, I did have a book that I was going to start this summer, but summer's uh-huh. busy at our house because yeah. the children are home. Uh-huh. And this past summer, I had a thing, well, um, if you read, we go to the pool. So yes. we were in the pool, like, at the rec center probably three or four days a week. So I didn't get to (laughs) read like I wanted to. (laughs) So actually I did um, check out just from the library here at church, um, Raising Grateful Kids in an Entitled World. And I have not, I I was working on the introduction actually last night, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really good because as they get a little older, they're cute when they're little, but they Mm -hmm. start getting this, I have a right for this and that. And we live a pretty modest lifestyle, so Mm -hmm. it's not like they're asking for just outrageous Mm -hmm. things. But some things that are just Mm -hmm. small, they feel like they have to have it. So I think this will kind of help. Because as as the kids progress, you know, you have to deal with certain things. So Mm -hmm. gratefulness is something that... I think they do pretty good, mm-hmm. but, you know, sometimes you need to remind them yeah. of, of the thing. So I'm um, just in the intro of that, and it's really good. It's really good. I've yes. read that, and it is, it'll whew, mm-hmm. it'll get you. I mean, it was getting, I was like, wait, I'm supposed to read this for how I need to raise him to be grateful. And then it's like, fingers back at me. I'm like, yes. wait. Yes. But it's good. It's yes. a really good practical book, too. Well, good. Yeah. So I'm going to work on that. Yeah, awesome. I've got That's a little good. behind on it. Oh, summertime. Yes. I, read, I didn't read any. I didn't read anything <laughs> summer. I was like, whoa, I need to kind of start back. Mm -hmm. um, Okay, so what are you eating? What is the favorite snack? Well, actually, I'm a coffee girl. Okay. So I love coffee. So um, I'm not really... um, I just like trying different K-Pods. Okay. You know, with like different combinations. Yeah, so that's my thing. Coffee makes me happy. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good thing. What's your favorite right now? Um... I like anything with like caramel mm, or vanilla, yes. kind of mix. I okay. don't, you know, so okay. that's my favorite. That's your favorite. I'm not a Starbucks is like a like a treat, like a treat. Yeah. Because if yeah. I go, I have to have it the next day, so yeah. I just I just limit it. So yeah, <laughs> it's good. one of those things yeah. that I just kind of nip it's in the bud. It's so. a fine little treat. Yes. Yeah, so. I walked in one. We were out of town mm-hmm. the other day, and I walked in one. It was raining outside, mm-hmm. and just the smell of mm-hmm. it. I was like, "It's fall in here. Yes. It's so fall." Yes. And I don't even drink coffee, and oh, I don't do Starbucks. But yeah. when I walk in, I'm like, "Oh, yes, yes. I need mm-hmm. something warm. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is." So even so. at work, they know I'm a coffee girl. Uh-huh. Here comes Ra. She needs her coffee. She needs her coffee. How many do you do? A I just day? do one cup. You just do one cup. Yeah. So okay, what are you loving these days? Um, what do I like to? I love to spend time, just free time with my family. Mm. You know, we always try to find something fun to do. Y'all do your Instagram. Yeah. Y'all yeah. have y'all yes. y'all do a lot. Yeah. I love it. Well, we like to have fun together. So Saturday yeah. is kind of like our family day mm. where we. Just try to do something as a family. And yeah. So I just enjoy hanging with them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, y'all have a lot of fun. You yeah, can tell. Yeah. We just do fun. little random things. People are like, how do you find out about things? I'm like, it's just on the internet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we purposefully, you know, mm-hmm. find things to do together as a family. And I just absolutely mm-hmm. love it. It brings joy to my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you for I want me. to talk so much more with you about your Arise to Read that you are involved with yes. here in Memphis. But we'll do that another time I would love to have you back if you could come I would love it that would be awesome so thanks for coming okay thank you Y'all, I love so much talking with Rosalind. It was so much fun. I loved hearing parts of her story that I didn't even know. I love that she shared about trusting God with her whole heart. 
in her story. You know, most things are found or loved and enjoyed by word of mouth. I would love if you could share this with a friend, if you think it would encourage them, or if you would leave a review on the iTunes podcast app. It's super easy. If you type in Friends of a Feather, you click write a review, and I would love a five-star rating as well. Here's a review from RJ65. Breath of fresh air. Y'all, for me, this podcast is a breath of fresh air. As a stay-at-home mom, I feel like I can have some quality girl time and laugh, cry, or just be encouraged by listening to Ren's conversations. She's a thoughtful host and a wonderful one-on-one communicator with her guests. You will enjoy the way she gets to know her guests with a Christian perspective and brings out so many heartfelt stories that make you feel connected and inspire to their life stories. Thank you, RJ65. My love language is words of affirmation. And so hearing reviews like that just makes me want to blush and also just jump for joy at the same time. So thank you so much. I am so grateful for you. And I want to connect with you on Instagram. So find us at Friends of a Feather podcast. I post over there a few times a week. Remember, we're all friends of a feather. Let's stick together. I'll see you next time.